All right, so for our first episode, we are gonna be talking about abominations. Our first question is, can you talk about sins that are viewed as abominations if you practice them, even if you do claim to be a Christian? Thank you for your question, and this is a great question because I think it hits on something really important. The fact that Christians oftentimes sin even though we belong to Jesus. And sometimes these sins can be big sins or sins that are scandalous in the eyes of many, sins that we may want to call abominations. So we have to answer the question, what does the Bible say about abominations? What are they? If you look up abomination in the NASB translation of the Bible, you will find all kinds of things that are called an abomination. Check it out. Idols idolatry, human sacrifice, lying, causing divisions, taking advantage of people, evil plans, sexual immorality, dishonesty in business practices, a proud heart, and I could go on and on. An abomination to God is anything that God hates or anything that God finds disgusting. So we can rightly say that any sin or any idol or anything that is closely associated with those things are an abomination to God. Now, the word abomination sounds like a scary word, like a big word. We're wondering, you know, why are they even abominations in the first place? But here's the thing. Just like us, God loves certain things and God hates certain things. And you see, because God is holy and wise and good and just, all of the things he loves are those things that are consistent with your glory and joy. And all of the things that he hates are those things that hinder and destroy your ability to glorify and him and enjoy him in every area of life, like your relationships, like your worship life and devotion life, like on your job, etc. This is why God hates it when Christians practice abominations, because it is bad for us. Also, not all abominations are created equal. I know oftentimes we say, oh, all sins are the same. And that's not totally true. Let's look at Ezekiel chapter eight, verse six. Let's look at the words of the prophet Ezekiel. And he said to me, son of man, do you see what they are doing? The great abominations which the house of Israel are committing here so that I would be far from my sanctuary. But yet you will see still greater abominations. You see here, all sins are abominable to God, but not all sins are the same. Some sins are more abominable in the sight of God than others. And though Christians are made new and though we are in Christ, we oftentimes are tempted to practice the abominations that were consistent with our old way of life before we met Jesus. The Bible oftentimes calls its old way of life the flesh. And like an enslaved person who was set free, who still wants to try on those old broken chains, oftentimes those of us in Christ, we still want to go back. We are still tempted to practice those old ways of life consistent with the flesh. Now, what happens when God's people practice abominations? Every time in the Bible, when we practice abominations, God calls us to repent. So there's four things you need to know about repentance. Number one, repentance requires sorrow and hatred. Check out this passage. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. 
Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. When we realize that we have done things that offend God and hinder our ability to glorify and enjoy him, we ought to feel sorrow and we ought to hate those things. Sorrow and hatred of abominations is the first and necessary step in repentance. But we shouldn't stay there. Number two, repentance requires knowing God's mercy. Check out this passage. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Christian, God pardons and accepts you because of the mighty work of Jesus on your behalf. There is no abomination too great or too disgusting that God can't forgive it, that Jesus can't wash it away. You aren't 50% forgiven. You aren't 99% forgiven. You are 100% forgiven by faith in Jesus. This is why we cry out to God and confess our sins to him because we know he is merciful. The only sin that is unforgivable is believing that Jesus and his spirit are abominations. Because if we believe that Jesus and his spirit are abominable, then we are separating ourselves from the only way that we can receive forgiveness. Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Bible calls this sin blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Number three, repentance requires action. Check out this passage. Acts chapter 26, verse 20. Repent and turn to God, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. So y'all, repentance is a renewed commitment to the kingship of God. In repentance, we submit to God's authority. And because of this, repentance isn't repentance unless we change our actions. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not talking about perfection. Even though we try hard to strive towards perfection, we will never reach it in this life. And we will never reach it until Jesus returns. But what I am talking about is progress. Even though we will never be perfect in this life, the general trajectory of our lives should be towards increased obedience. Even though we have high highs and low lows sometimes, we should be over the long term increasing in our obedience to God and our conformity to the image of Jesus. Lastly, repentance requires God's grace. Check out this passage. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. You see, we are responsible to repent. But at the end of the day, if we actually successfully repent, it is God behind the scenes by his grace who is giving us the power and the desire to actually repent. God's grace is his love at work to those like us who deserve the opposite. And this is what God is doing when we sin. His grace is giving us repentance. This is why oftentimes the Bible talks about repentance being granted to us by God, like in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. All right, to summarize, check out the Westminster Shorter Catechism. A catechism is basically a question and answer tool that teaches us the Bible's teachings on a certain topic. Check it out. Question 87, what is repentance unto life? Repentance unto life is a saving grace 
whereby a sinner out of a true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ doth with grief and hatred of his sin turn from it unto God with full purpose of and endeavor after new obedience. Y'all, this is a great summary of repentance. All right, so every episode I wanna give a practical tip for the topic we just talked about. What's our practical tip for today? My practical tip is join a healthy local church, a local church that is about God's word, where the leadership pursues a relationship with you so that they can care for you and nurture you. A church where they cultivate community, where people serve one another and care for one another. A church where they are consistently and regularly practicing baptism and the Lord's Supper. The Bible is clear that it is ordinarily impossible for a Christian to survive as a Christian apart from the local church. And before you get any ideas, you are likely not the extraordinary exception. Family, it is only side by side with other Christians that we can overcome our abominations and embrace glory and joy. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. If you are listening to us via podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you're tuning in through YouTube, please subscribe to our channel and follow us. Keep up with our videos. Lastly, if you have any questions related to the Bible, to life, theology, God, whatever, please leave them either in a review or a comment, and I would love to answer your question in a future episode. All right, y'all. Take care.